0: Hello and welcome to the Surface Tension Podcast. My name is Alex. My co-host over here is Craig. We are going to be exploring deep questions and looking for deep answers to spiritual questions and questions about life in general. We're happy to have you here. And here we go.
1: Hi, welcome to our podcast. We actually still have Abraham in the studio with us. And in our little after discussion, we stumbled across something beautiful. Actually, Abraham asked the question. His question was, how do we really know what God is thinking about us, right? How do we really know? And let's let's take that even deeper. How do we really experience what God is thinking towards us, his disposition towards us at any given time? And... As soon as he asked the question, you came up with a magnificent response.
0: Well, it goes back to something that you and I have talked about before. Probably the first time you brought this up to me was about two and a half years ago. And it's the way we experience the world and the way we experience ourselves. You said this to me. You said... It's not important what others think about me. In fact, it's not important what I think about me. What is important is what God thinks of me. And then Abraham came in and said, well, how do you know what God thinks about you? And that is a huge question. Abe, you said, what does God think about you? And just
1: as a point of clarification, I was quoting the Apostle Paul in Corinthians because he was having some conflict in this church. And he was trying to say, I don't care if you judge me. I don't even care if I judge my, I don't, I don't care what you think of me. I don't even care about what I think of me. The only thing that matters is what God thinks of me. That is the sole thing. And I love that as a foundation for this. Um,
0: right. Well, if we start with what is, what do other people think about me, we're screwed. Hmm. The more seductive and nefarious one is what do I think of me? That tricky, underhanded, hyper-individualistic Western psychology version of how am I feeling? How are my thoughts? Those both as starting points are perfect way to build a pyramid upside down and reach a series of conclusions mired in nonsense that will make us unhappy, unfulfilled, distant from God, distant from others. And so it's mission critical that we build the foundation on God and not on us. Because if I wake up on any given day and say, how am I doing? That will paint my reality for the rest of the day if i if i ask the question god what do you think of me today how much do you love me today that's a different starting point abe chime in how do you how do you connect with that how do you connect with what
2: god thinks of you like personally like personally you god knows you he knows you personally he knows alex he knows craig he knows me what does he think of craig What does he think of Alex and what does he think of Abe? Like, are we just, I ask, I ask, how do we know? Because I'm I'm wondering, like, do you, are we just reading a Bible verse that says something about us as humans and how God created us and his purpose for us, which is awesome. But are we reading that and being like, this is what God thinks of me? Or are we listening to a a voice in our, in our head and our heart and our soul? Or are we looking back at the things that God has done and is that forming what God thinks about us? Like these are these are all these things that I'm like, where am I putting my money on to think about how God thinks about me? Does that make sense? A hundred percent.
0: It makes me think if I read Craig's biography, I would have an idea about Craig. If I spent time with Craig constantly and read his biography, I would have great questions to ask him. It's it's not to say that we don't learn about God and experience God through Scripture, but that's an incomplete way of approaching God. If we didn't use Scripture and we said, oh, I'm just going to experience God, I'm going to be Uh, the star star player and have no roadmap. That's probably a losing battle as well. But I think for me, the, the highest impact spiritual moments, um, they've happened over time. They, I, I don't point to, this is moment one, moment two and moment three. And that's how I know how God feels about me. I said it to you guys before we started recording, a way that I know that God loves me as much as he does, and this is how he thinks about me, is I can't scare him off. No matter what I do, I cannot scare him away. I cannot startle him, surprise him, make him feel as though he made some sort of grand mistake in linking up with me. There's nothing that I can do. Now, it's one thing to say that, and it's another thing to experience that over and over again. And he's not disappointed when I don't experience God as being disappointed in me. I could, but that would probably stem from what do I think about me rather than what does God think about me? I'm thinking that God is disappointed in me. I'm probably starting my line of questioning at me and not him. But that's easy to do, unfortunately, is to start at the wrong place with our questions, with our relationships, and then reach the wrong destination. Does that make sense? Yeah.
2: I think, I think what I'm hearing is that It's all of them. Like I hear that. It is. It is what you read in the Bible. It is that roadmap. It is the personal personal connection that you have personally with God. And it is looking back at the things that he's done for your life. That over time kind of give you you an answer or an idea to what God thinks of you. That's kind of what I heard. Mm Mm-hmm. And let me let me just ask you
1: a question. Um, we talk often about the thought map, right? Where our 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 heart, and our mind, our soul goes as soon as a question comes into our into our heads if we're asked a question. So I'm going to ask you a question, but I don't want you just to blurt out an answer. Be very aware of where your heart and your mind take you. Okay. You are going to ask God the question. What do you think about me? What is his first response? What is God's response to the, you asking him the question? What do you think about me?
2: How does he? How does he respond to that? I felt something. Do I? Should I just? Should I just burn out? What I, what I felt. Come on, bring
0: it. Narrate yep. the thought map. Yes. So, the the thought map is us just verbalizing. Not a single thought, but all of the thoughts before, and just follow following it out. It's a this it's was a my tricky, first. This it, was
1: my first thought, and this is my second thought. This is where my mind went. This is where my heart went. It's
2: it's describing the journey. I I felt like I heard. I felt like I heard perfect sun, and that's that. That like that's that stirs something up in me because. Often the way that I looked at God was the same way that I that I how do I say it? the way the same way I looked at my, my my dad. My dad here. So the same the way I would look at my dad was the way I would look at God. And I felt dang, that's a trip. I felt like my dad was kind of was kind of disappointed in me sometimes. At times, for a while, I felt like that way. And because I felt that my dad felt that way about me, I felt like God was disappointed in me. And I don't know. I, I had to detach my earthly dad from my spiritual dad. And yeah, once I did, I, I, I was able to, to feel like like he like I'm his son.
1: So it did that just happen when I ask you to kind of consider that. What was God's response to the question? What do you think of me? What was His response? What did you anticipate experiencing from Him? You asking Him that question.
2: I I felt like that was just, I felt like that just happened right now I anticipated thinking something like (laughs) honestly I was like oh like something like that people say all the time like my like my faithful servant or like I don't know I was just okay let me give you a multiple choice cool when you ask
1: God that question was he happy that you were asking the question was he ambivalent about you asking the question was he frustrated or disappointed that you were asking the question? What did you experience in your mind, your heart, when you just asked that question? God, What do you think of me?
2: I feel like he's been waiting for me to ask that question.
1: In a good way? Waiting like, in, in a, a good way? way? You can in, be a good waiting way. in a
2: good way, like, like, come on, let's talk. Like, come on, let's... Like I'm, like I'm, like let's hang out. I'm here. I've been wanting to. I've been wanting to. I've been wanting. I've been waiting for you to make time for me.
1: That's awesome. So, and just this, what we're talking about is huge. And hearing, having something stirred in you is fantastic. Now that doesn't always happen, but what is really important is the experience and the journey of getting to that, of being aware of. He's, he's saying, I am so glad you asked. I'm so glad you're here because that communicates something about God. God is communicating to you something about you, about the nature of your relationship, just in the way that he responds. And I think many people, I mean, what, what did you have a thought map that you went through and uh, asked that question from God?
0: Yeah, mine was highly visual. And the first thought was... God smiling was mm. Jesus smiling if I said Jesus what do you think of me it's a look it's a smile and everything moves from that access point yes is that is and if it were just that if there was no language it's a beautiful experience yes it's a beautiful experience
1: yeah so i think you probably can see where we're moving towards and it it's really important for us not only to ask god these questions to be mindful of the entire conversation not just the answer because he may not speak anything to us, and we may have to rely on Scripture. He says, you want to know what I think of you? Look at the cross. Look at my son Jesus. This is this is what I think of you. This is how much I love you. I was willing to give my only son to die so you and I could have a relationship. That's what I think about you. But understanding that our minds, our hearts, our souls bring an expectation of an experience to God, and both of you had a positive experience with asking God that question and I would say that may be unique I don't know if anyone everyone is going to go they're going to ask I I don't want to ask God a question I can't ask God a question interesting that'd be an interesting thought map well let's explore that Mm -hmm. well if I ask a question God is going to get mad because I should take everything in my faith oh okay interesting let's explore that every single little
2: nuance or they're afraid of the answer yes exactly Uh, for me I was afraid of the answer hmm Hmm. Was, Tell us more about that. Hmm. I I always feel like I'm not doing enough, and I catch myself in this doing, and and I catch my. It's almost like I have tallies of like, like, good stars. Here are my bad stars. Like my bad uh, my whatever my hmm. tickets. Here are all my tickets. Here are my good stars. My golden stars, and. I think I have to be doing more than doing more good works and more praying and more in the word. I have to be doing that a lot more. And, and, and I don't know how to explain this. Like sinning less, falling less to in order to still experience, still experience God, still like this is so like it goes like, I don't want to talk about like my dad, but like like just I don't want to make this a like Father's Day thing, but, but like it goes back to like the, to like the the thing is like where I, where I was like, I need to do good on this, exam or like whatever. In order for my dad to be like that was good. Rather than. You know that's like the relationship I had back then. Now I have a a, a relationship with my father that's a lot better. But that's the relationship I had back then. And I feel like it's shaped the way I have a relationship with God. It's like I need to keep doing all these things well and I'll I'll have him I'll have him close. But if I don't do it well, I won't have him close. Does that make does that make sense? Am Absolutely. I'm, I don't know. I
1: think every single person listening to this in our audience can relate to that. That it, it seems like there's an incredible performance orientation to our evaluation of what God thinks of us at any given time.
0: If I'm not productive, I'm not worthy of love. If I'm not achieving, I'm not worthy of love.
2: That's the culture.
0: If I'm not doing X, Y, and Z, God doesn't like me, love me, which are two different things. Such a fascinating way that we put ourselves and our performance. And
1: And, and one of the things we've talked about before, this is a double-edged sword because if this is the criteria by which we think God is evaluating what he thinks of us, it's going to be the criteria by which we evaluate what we think of other people. We, that, that a double-edged sword, if, if, if we think we are only lovable when we are performing well, when we are reading our Bible, when we're walking well, when we're following his purpose, then we will probably only love the people around us when they are performing well.
0: And
2: go ahead, you thought. I feel like it sounds like um, sounds like cancel culture. and it sounds like we can't we cancel ourselves. I feel like I cancel myself yep. and, and others and and others yes. and others. And, others. and others. because
1: we have the wrong operating system, something we talk about so often here, which is why it's so beautiful. Alex, two and a half, three years ago, five years ago, probably wouldn't have had the answer, <laughs> I know, God loves me because I can't scare him away. I, what, that's beautiful, because that, that's a pendulum swing away from, I have to perform to be loved. That's even in the place where if I'm not performing well, or if I'm performing poorly, I'm still loved. And that is who we are. Now we do have to be honest. I mean, is it love, 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 love. Can God be disappointed with us?
0: There are so few relationships that can withstand the test of negative emotions. That's how you know that love is real. When a relationship is so deep, so honest, and so sturdy that it can withstand things that sting like disappointment, anger, yes, fear. Yep. Those I'm noticing that in friendships that I have say that relationship can't survive conflict. Mm-hmm. That relationship cannot endure That's really good. conflict. And as much as that hurts I can also use that and say, well, how amazing is God?
1: Yeah. And you think about Jesus and his relationship with Peter and the conflict that they had demonstrating the depth of their relationship. That's huge. Peter, get behind me, Satan. He's no! You're going to deny me three times. No! Wow. I mean, that's huge. They had a huge conflictual relationship that was still rooted in this foundation of love, acceptance, I'm not going to define this relationship based on your performance. The relationship is defined on love. Can I be disappointed that you're not speaking in the things of God? Yeah, can I be a little diss- sad that you betrayed me three times and twice to a maybe maybe all three times to a girl, which may have that's maybe from different podcasts, you know, but uh, yeah, what's stirring
2: in you guys? What is it what does it mean to be disappointed? like it it means, you expected something and, and it didn't happen, right? Can that like, Hmm, can we, can we, act, can we disappoint God? If if he know he knows the outcome all the time. Is he, is he, is he, can he still be disappointed when he knows what we're already going to do? When he said, I will be, be like, like Jesus said, he was going to be betrayed. And then when he was betrayed, was he disappointed? Or was he disappointed when it was Peter, right? He was like, he denied him. Like, can, can we, do we even have the, do we have the ability to disappoint God? Yeah. I don't know. I'm just- That's such a good question. I, I would probably
1: want to, there was a season of my life where I'm like, hey, no, God doesn't ever get disappointed or sad or mad. And then someone challenged me and like well, but he created us with emotions. He has the emotions. And so he experiences those emotions. I'm like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah, that mm-hmm. makes sense. And if we look back at the Old Testament, we see a God who is disappointed with Israel. He's they, they wandered away. He's like, what are you doing? You're prostituting yourself out to these other gods and idols when I'm here. I'm the only one that can satisfy the needs in your soul. Why are you running after these other things? He seemed sad and disappointed. He knew it was going to happen. But again, for me, the most important thing I've had to learn in my journey with him is that even though he may be disappointed. The relationship is not defined by disappointment because that's what a lot of our experiences in this life. When someone's disappointed with us, oh no, our relationship is defined by that disappointment and that disappointment will end this relationship. Oh no, it's over. And that's not completely true. I really like the insight Alex, you shared earlier about the healthier relationship, the more, conflict and tension it can it can sustain very good point so let's let's try to um wrap this up for our audience how do we how can we truly experience today not just know because knowing is in our head but in, in an experiential way how can we experience today what god really thinks of us
0: i don't know if i have the right answer for this want it out there how can we experience yes how god really feels about us mm-hmm. i think we just overindex on bravery and ask the question and wait for the honest answer because i think the impulse that happens when we sit with an uncomfortable question is to avoid the question entirely or to say the answer that we might want to hear in our god voice inside our own head i don't think we're actually waiting and listening but that's a that's a huge spiritual ground to stand on to stand alone in front of the father this is not a group exercise this is very much an individual exercise free of distraction and say god what do you think of me?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then just wait. Wait. Yes. Could you tolerate waiting for five hours for an answer, Abe? If that's what it, if that's what it took to hear it, to feel it, to embrace it, two percent more than you did before you asked the question.
1: And five hours would be master's level. Can we wait five seconds before doing And I so appreciate the insightfulness that you are bringing to this. Don't discard the question and don't just fill in the airspace with your thoughts. Wait, wait, listen. Allow him to speak. And he may choose to speak through scripture. He may bring to mind. He may choose to speak... Directly, he may choose to speak through a friend, through a song, through a beautiful butterfly uh, in a in a tree. Who knows?
2: We don't know. If not, seek it. No. Yeah, seek it. Like yep. he says, seek and you shall find. And if you're you're waiting, and it doesn't come, I think, and you go out and you're throughout your day, you're you're seeking the answer. You're you're still ready for it. I think it can come that way as well.
1: So, can we back it up just a little bit, though? I loved Abe your honesty about. I'm, I'm, I was a little f- afraid to hear the answer. I think a lot of people are going to share that, that sentiment of just I don't know if I really want to hear. Um. And let's let's tease that out just a little bit more. Let's try to be very pragmatic, and try to say this is how your life. Will be different if you actually experience from God what He thinks of you. So, if you're having a conversation with someone saying, "Why would I do that? Why would I? Why would I ask God what He thinks of me? How How in the world is today going to change if I could experience what God thinks of me? What would you guys? How would you answer that? What would change today for me if I really knew and could experience what God is thinking of me?
0: Abe, hey, I'm looking at you for this one because that's a that's a big question. That's a huge question. And it's a very personal one, and that can either be interpreted on a very small scale or a large scale. It's what motivates me. It's who do who do I need to connect with today? What is today about?
1: My, my, and go ahead. The curiosity. Well, the curiosity and why I ask this question is because this is engaging our imagination and our expectations of how will today be different if I could truly experience what God thinks of me, his heart's disposition towards me? How would that change? And maybe we can make it more simple and look back at the pages of Scripture. How do you think—Jesus started at the beginning of every day with with connecting with the Father. How do you think his connectivity and understanding and knowing, experiencing what the Father thought of him at his baptism, this is my son whom I love, with him I am well pleased— I, I don't think that was the only time that Jesus heard that. He probably heard that every morning and every day through the day. This is my son whom I love, with him I am well pleased. How do you think that message from the Father impacted Jesus's day, the way he went through his day?
2: I think. Back back to your like your first question. I think I haven't I have an image of in my I don't know what I have an image in my head. Of a dog, and no, like a wolf, like a, like in in the snow, like these dogs. You know these dogs that these people ride on these this thing, and these dogs carry, like yeah, they carry yeah, the sure. person, like in the snow. Yeah, like, I don't know if you. I saw a movie. I don't Hus- know what the word huskies, huskies and huskies and in a snow. sled. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm thinking of. I'm a, let's say it's a wolf. I'm thinking it's a wolf carrying this, doing that, and the wolf is 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 doing this. This is how it connects to me. The wolf is doing this for the man the wolf is doing this for the man but when you let the the word of god sink in of who you are it's like that wolf it's like all those things are that are attached to that wolf get cut off and he's not doing things for the man for man anymore and i feel like that wolf can go and do what it's made mm-hmm. to do mm-hmm. and i feel like when you let the word of god when you feel when you like let what what God thinks about you really hits your heart. For me, I feel like I can truly do what I'm here to do and not let these things that I have, like these, these, these ropes of, of the man of the world that are attached to me, stir me in any direction that isn't, isn't where God wants me to go. I
0: was not sure where you were going with that. And you landed it beautifully is that we are constrained and shackled by our own lives, the strange devices of the world at large. But God wants us to be who he designed us to be and to not be over encumbered by sleds that are not his. He wants us to run with him. He wants us to be with him. He wants us to know him. He wants us to explore, to go into new, uh, new areas and, yeah, he wants he wants a wolf to be a wolf. That's what a fascinating thing that you landed on, my friend. I was re- I was really hoping I <laughs> I would land that somehow. Well, we were really hoping
1: you would have an epic failure so you could understand how God loves you even when yeah. you fail. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Hey, um this has been fun. This has been fun. This is uh, our little after-party conversation. And our, our heart's prayer is that you would create that time and space to truly ask the Father, what do you think of me? And sit in his presence long enough to actually hear an answer. Jesus was freed up, like you so uh, wonderfully described, Abe, to love the unlovable, to forgive people who had done horrible things to him, to reach out and touch lepers and to have dinner with tax collectors and sinners, to be love. He was, when he heard and experienced the Father's love and the Father being love, he was able to be love in the world around him. And that is so good. Thanks for listening to our podcast. Um, We are once again going to thank the generous sponsors of Go Ministry International for sponsoring our podcast. And my guess is there's something here that, maybe encouraged you that was thought-provoking, that was meaningful, please pass it on to a friend because the best thing you can do is try to be a blessing when we are blessed. So thanks for listening. Have a great day.